Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Hey, welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 FM. Glad you could join us today. We're going to have a great show. We have something out of the ordinary here that we haven't had on the Big Yellow School Bus yet, and that is our Director of Special Populations, Miss Lisa Ventura. Welcome, well, good Lisa. Good morning. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Lisa, special populations, that includes a lot of a broad area, and we'll talk get into that a little bit. But first, um, since this is your first debut on radio, and we're so happy you could be here, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, have you been uh, in, with Murray County Public Schools for your whole career? Tell us a little bit. Well, um, I am originally from Buffalo, New York, so you will notice that I have the homeless accent. Uh, when I go up <laughs> north, I am uh, teased um, unmercifully for having a southern accent, and when I'm here, I just try to y'all as much as I possibly can. There you um, go. So, uh, but I have been here uh, for 26 years, um, so uh, I'm not a newbie, and I'm not going anywhere. Um, I love it here. Uh, I began my career as a biology and chemistry teacher. Um, and then uh, also did a little Algebra 1 once I moved to Tennessee, and then uh, moved over to what some people call the dark side of special education. Um, I became a special educator um, probably about 20 years ago. Uh, then I worked for the State Department of Education as uh, both a program and fiscal monitor in special education, all things uh, IDEA, which is something we'll get into later. Um, I first became a supervisor of special education in a neighboring county, Marshall County. I was there for six years and then made the um, uh, made the turn west and came to Murray County, and I've been here for about seven years in this position. Wow. That's a pretty interesting background, and I've never asked you that background, so that was good to hear that and learn a little bit more about you. Um, I like the fact that you started out in teaching, and you taught algebra? Yes, sir. Oh, I, uh, I, I I cover all the bases. I cover all the hard-to-fit positions. I am biology, chemistry, and math certified, and special education certified. So, um, yeah, uh, all those all those hard-to-reach or hard-to-fill positions. As, as the English teachers would call, she teaches the other foreign language. <laughs> the other foreign <laughs> that's language. Exactly yeah. right. That's um, exactly right. That's exactly right. I think that's a pretty good background, and, and it, it just goes to prove that, you know, I've seen Lisa here the couple of years I've worked with the district, and she's always busy, and she has an amazing staff that um, uh, backs her up and takes care of her. I'm sure you can, <clears throat> excuse me, sure you can talk about them a little bit more. Um, but let's let's talk about a recent um, school board meeting. Let's jump right into this because something really cool happened. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make that particular meeting, but I did listen to most of it on the live broadcast. And at the school board meeting, you submitted um, some proposals, and they were voted on. This was at the November 2nd school board meeting. That is correct. We're very excited um, as a department. Um, and, and as you mentioned, my, my staff is, oh, my gosh, they are, um, they are amazing people, all of them, from uh, the, the bus drivers and the bus attendants to the educational assistants to the sign language interpreters, uh, assessment personnel, um, and, of course, my wonderful office staff. Um, what, what I had proposed, um, and, and like I said at the school board meeting, I had kind of given the school board kind of a choice board, um, in special ed terms, um, as far as different things that we could do to incentivize. Uh, unfortunately, nationwide, we have a huge shortage of special educators, um, and not just special education teachers. We have a huge shortage of school psychologists, uh, speech language pathologists, um, even people in the medical community, you know, I employ uh, occupational therapists, physical therapists, um, and and coming into the education world is is a hard sell right now. Um, I think nationwide we're having a huge shortage of teachers, um, and and definitely in in my department, uh, in that side of my department, as I am also the English language learner uh, director, but. Um, so on Tuesday night, I offered uh, multiple proposals to the school board. Uh, the first one was a, a basic signing bonus for any new employee, which was, uh, you know, I was uh, the first estimate I gave was a $5,000. I thought that would incentivize enough to maybe get some new recruits, um, maybe get some December graduates. Uh, I've talked to, I've talked 
to all of the local universities, MTSU and uh, Tennessee Tech and UT Martin, um, about um, and UT Southern about. Um, they're December graduates, and uh, they don't have as many as they normally do. They're they're down considerably. So I was trying to make something lucrative. So the first choice was a five thousand dollar bonus for anybody new. It was a new hire bonus all only. The second uh, choice I gave them um, after much consideration was um, for all new and current certified employees, um, a $5,000 bonus. Um, and then um, we walked that back to $3,000 um, for new and current employees. And uh, graciously and respectfully, uh, the school board, uh, under much consternation, as, as every vote should be, uh, we discussed pros and cons of both. And we decided that we really needed to not only incentivize new hires, but really thank the, the people, the boots on the ground right now. Um, if you walk into any of my schools, uh, any of our schools, sorry, uh, any uh-huh. Murray County public school, my schools, your schools, our schools, um, they are uh, very short staffed. I am missing 16 teachers across the district. I am missing uh, four SLPs. I'm missing school psychs. I'm missing uh, educational assistants across the board. Um, so they graciously agreed to give a $5,000 bonus to certified employees. Those are teachers, SLPs, school psychs, coordinators, facilitators, um, those people will be getting a $5,000 bonus to basically who's ever left standing in May. Um, that will be a bonus at the end of the year for um, anybody who is hired from today forward and anybody who is currently employed in certified positions. The classified positions, the educational assistants, when we look at differentiated pay um, in our current system, um, our classified employees already have a pretty good differentiated pay plan. However, our general education assistants and our special education assistants made the same amount. And we felt that it was time as a district that we differentiated that. So the classified staff are not eligible for the bonus. However, we are differentiating their pay to perpetuity. So we are going to, um, they will get a dollar fifty more if they are a special education educational assistant compared to a general education assistant. Um, and we are going to go through and, and redo the entire salary schedule for them. Um, I do not have a start date for that. I'm actually meeting with um, the finance department today to figure out exactly uh, when we're going to put that together, but it will be quick. I mean, we have to recruit and retain. Um, when we look at our average salary, it is, it is below average uh, locally. And um, for the job that they do, it is a physical and, um, you know, it's both physical and academic and, and uh, you know, emotionally and uh, academically challenging. You know, it takes a special person to be able to teach Algebra 2 to a high school student with a disability. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what my EAs do. So, um, you know, in today's market, and, and everybody knows that there's a shortage of um, – uh, qualified candidates for jobs and even just general candidates for jobs right now. And if you look around the community and other counties, they're doing similar things. So kudos to you for getting out in front and 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 bringing this to the school board and getting it approved. I mean, this is monumental to you and the district and everyone that is involved in special education or special populations of any type to be able to really take care of the population. And it's and it's hard to do that if you don't have the people. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, for years we've um, we've tried to put Band-Aids on, on situations. And um, this, this uh, of course, is, is, you know, kind of after the fact. We have 21 educational assistant positions open in special education. So if you know of anybody who uh, loves to work with children, um, I'm hoping to offer a competitive wage. Absolutely. And, uh, again, what was the signing bonus for? for that type of position? There is no signing bonus for the classified position. Um, okay. Like I said, as, as, we, as we looked through it, and, and, and we did discuss that, and uh, we really felt like giving them that differentiated pay mm-hmm. to perpetuity – you know that that was the key. That that's a forever thing. They right. will always make more. Was was really worth the the because we want to recruit and retain. We want this to be sustainable. Yeah, I think one thing to, to bring to the to the our listeners is that uh, you you said a dollar fifty or whatever that uh, our assistants are paid by the hour, where our teachers are paid by uh, paid a salary as such, Correct. and they're not necessarily held by the hour. 
so that's a dollar fifty per hour uh, on that, and uh, make sure that's clear to to to, yes. to the people you're trying to recruit and you're listening to this show right absolutely. now. Absolutely, absolutely. And our our average pay for educational assistance is about ten eighty an hour. So when you add a dollar fifty to that, um, is that twelve thirty? I'm not good at math. You were the algebra teacher. Uh, that's why I taught English. <laughs> oh, you taught English. Okay. <laughs> I can't add. So, but yeah, yeah, it's somewhere in that neighborhood. Yes. And that's the average. There are some that make more depending right. on experience. And there are, of course, some that make less. But um, like I said, I think it makes it a much more competitive wage in, in this economy. So you are low on, low on teachers and stuff, too. Absolutely. Qualify. I, have, um, I have 16 special education teacher positions currently open. Posted on the job board. So if you know of anybody who is certified or who wishes to become certified, because we do have some grow your own programs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like I said, 21 educational assistants are posted today. And you can find these on the murrayk12.org website under the HR selection. And then you will click on the classified and and, um, positions. There are quite a few openings right now. So... If you're looking for a job right now, Ms. Ventura and many other departments in our district are currently looking for qualified applicants and people that are just, you know, that are committed to helping families and children right now. We could really use people at murrayk12.org under the HR section. All right, Lisa. Before you move on, can I just make one other plug about that? Um, These positions are from Mount Pleasant, you know, from Mount Pleasant to uh, Spring Hill. They are from Santa Fe to Cullioca. Um, You know, any geographic region that you work in or that you live in in Murray County, please feel free to look at the job board. Um, We, I believe, we have something for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. A lot of people think Columbia is where, um, and and my needs are great. They are, they are district Cullioca, Mount. That's Pleasant, exactly right. Spring Hill. Um, it, I mean, we cover a vast area in yes. Murray County, so yes. that's a good point to make. It's not just a Columbia area. It is every area that she's in need of, and the entire district is in need of assistance. Um, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Bus drivers. We need bus drivers oh my gosh, yes. so bad in our district, and the pay is great. The benefits are great. Uh, you got a great team to work for. I was just going over the the 160 or whatever bus drivers we currently have, which is about 20 shy of where we need to be, I think. Yes. Um, th- there are some great um, men and women working there, and they're really doing double duty right now. So if you are capable or want to learn how to drive a bus, it's, you know, you could work in the mornings and the afternoons, you have the day off and you have the evenings off and weekends off. Uh, plus, most of them will get the summer off too. Absolutely. So it's a good. And if they don't want the summer off, we offer summer programs. And and if you want to work twelve months, we'll put you to work for twelve. Yeah, months. There's, there's there's work available, <laughs> right, Coach? Yes, there's always work available. That's uh, and and that's that's one of the things that um, um, you know I, I'm I'm one of those ones that left. I, I retired. Uh, I keep after, telling after, you that after, so you come back after so. thirty after thirty four years. So yes. I, I've you're uh, a loyal spent, servant. Spent, spent a long time in there and, and stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, good people are needed right now, and uh, people that, that there are benefits. You know, they people kind of compare the pay, and they're kind of like, eh, you know. I said, yeah, but but number one, you get paid enough to make a living. Number two, you got all ma- all major holidays off. You get a couple of extra holidays because of meetings and and stuff like that uh then you get you know granted it wasn't as long as it used to be but that summertime where everybody does like to travel and and do things or get you a supplemental job if you wish to go that route um you know the education world allows you to do that and it's you know are you going to get are you going to become rich no means can you make a good living yes can you make a difference Yes, big time. tremendously, and, big and that's time. and that and that, yes. and that's honestly for most of the teachers I worked with, the yes, I can make a living, and definitely I'm making a difference, yes. and I, I know I say, I'm making a difference. I think yes. I say it on every show. My daughter's a teacher; she does it because she loves it. Yes, yeah. she's not getting rich. She she's rich because she enjoys what she's well, doing. If you're in it just for the money, number one, there's way too much stuff that goes on. Yes, uh, yeah. and they don't pay, no, they don't pay you enough. 
just for the money. But uh, you know that's that, that's that's a given. That's a, that's understood going in as yeah. a teacher. But our point is, but but, but the the I the ability to impact. I, I think uh, one of the uh, one of the greatest quotes was from uh, Tracy McAuliffe, the teacher in space. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Yeah. she goes, "I touch the future." That's yeah, exactly and that's in every that's aspect. one of the things. That's one of the yeah. greatest quotes from a teacher yes. uh, for a teacher I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, again, we are hiring murrayk12.org under the HR tab. Go ahead and find our job postings and take a look and see if there's one that matches you that will help you and us make a difference to a, ch- a child and a family in Murray County. So, Lisa, let's talk a little bit. I mean, thank you for telling us a little bit about your incentives. Was there any more things that happened at the board meeting that you needed to share, or should I move on to our next? Uh, that that was my big and exciting news from yeah, that, that uh, November 2nd. That was very 2nd. exciting news. <laughs> um, uh, I, I I was got excited listening to it. I was like, oh, my gosh, they passed it. They passed it. They passed it. Yes. I, I felt like I needed to jump up and down, and I was at home <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, we could not have been more pleased, and, and we cannot be more grateful for the support of the school board for um, all students with disabilities district-wide. Absolutely. What a great day for special education and special populations at Murray County Public Schools. All right, so let's talk a little bit what our, about what our disability categories. Let's delve into a little bit deeper into the the special populations world. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, a lot of a lot of questions that I get uh, surrounding uh, my job and, and what my work is really around is about qualification and eligibility for um, special education services. Um, and the federal government uh, is really my big oversight. Uh, I am under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Uh, we just call that IDEA. I also, of course, answer to ADA um, and Section 504, which are all um, – really rooted in access to education. We want to give every child access. We want to equal the playing field. We do not want to make the playing field easier. We do not want to make the playing field different. We want to give them access. Um, But the federal government is very clear about the disability categories that um, a child can qualify for IDEA services under. And those categories, and and I have to look at my cheat sheet just so I don't forget one, um, but those are specific learning disabilities, a speech or a language disability, an intellectual disability, emotional disturbance. Um, There is a a big multiple disabilities category. Um, There's hearing impaired, orthopedic impairment, other health impaired, autism, deaf blindness, traumatic brain injury, developmental delay, visual impairments. And then uh, what the federal government allows uh, states to do is if they need to add a category. And we have two categories added here in the great state of Tennessee. One is called uh, functional delay and one is called uh, intellectually gifted. Those are all uh, categories of eligibility. Once, once you are eligible, what we're saying is that your needs cannot be met in the general education setting alone. You need uh, either supports, uh, accommodations, modifications, or specialized services. I find those categories that you just listed to be totally amazing because we do these and make these available to the population in a public setting for Murray County Public Schools public education. Them are a lot of categories. Absolutely. And, and, and there's a lot of children, and every child is different. And, and the beauty of IDEA is that I is for individual, and, and that's, that's the guarantee, is that I'm going to individualize my staff, is going to individualize your child's education based on eligibility into these categories. Now, the eligibility is not, um, is not easy. It is um, multiple layers of assessment and evaluation and, and really searching out what that child needs. But in in order to provide a free and appropriate public education for all, those are the categories. Well, that's, I'm just um, kind of set back a little bit just thinking about all the different things that your department has to manage with the teachers and the special education teachers and all the things that they do to help accommodate these and these students. This is amazing. I, I like to think about it, and, and please don't think I'm arrogant and egotistical for this, but I like to think about it kind of like a symphony. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of a, 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 a huge orchestra where, you know, you have the maestro, but you also have, you know, you have the, the assessment specialists, and then you have different service providers. You have the occupational therapist. You have the physical therapist. You have a speech-language pathologist. You have a special education teacher. You have a reading specialist. Wow. You have, you know... Um, and keeping the music going, 
<laughs> well, I'm being told we got to take a break so we can get some words from our sponsors. We'll be back with Lisa Ventura on the Big Yellow School Bus after these words. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Three, two, one. Good times, great music. WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM. Front Porch Radio from Yuletown, Tennessee. For 60 years, people have shopped Parks Motor Sales to get the best vehicles and the best service. ParksMotorSales.com has details on new Buicks, certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and much more. Stop by 919 Nashville Highway, take a Buick for a test drive, and learn why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Tennessee High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Hey, welcome back. Second segment of the Big Yellow School Bus. We are here with Lisa Ventura, Murray County Public Schools Director of Special Populations. Welcome back, Lisa. Well, thank you. What a great first segment. I learned a lot listening to this, um, you know, all the different uh, categories of things we supply to public education, to our students, which is just is amazing. Um, let's go ahead and, and continue on that path. Let's talk a little bit about what is this thing called medical 
versus educational model. I've heard you talk about that, and I'm, I'm sure some people may have heard of it, and we're going to cover a few other things that probably commonly heard, and you can clear up the air and let us know what they mean. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that, that I think um, we struggle with um, is, is the definition of a disability. Um, when, when I went through those disability categories, those are educational disabilities. That, that's what, that's the world that I live in. Um, and a lot of times we have, uh, well-meaning doctors, uh, well-meaning clinics, well-meaning parents who come to us with a medical diagnosis. And it's not that we, we take that under consideration and we take that under recommendation. However, it's important to note that I have assessment specialists that are, um, that are trained and, uh, licensed in, in that educational model. And a lot of times we have children, you know, um, dyslexia is huge right now. Um, and it's always been huge. It's just that now, um, I think we are finally at a point, uh, socially to talk about it. Um, you know, the, the statistic right now is one in five, uh, people have dyslexia. When, when a parent comes to us with a diagnosis of dyslexia, a lot of times we have to delve into, is this a medical model or is this an educational model? Okay. Um, what are the educational needs of that child and how does it impact them educationally? Occupational therapy is a really big one. Uh, a lot of times a child will, um, will need occupational therapy private, uh, outside of school, after school, medically, uh, prescribed. If a child can turn a doorknob, um, uh, you know, if, if they can have access to the building and access to curriculum, we are not going to serve them in that area. We're not saying that they don't have a medical need for occupational therapy. We're simply saying they don't have an educational need. Now, a lot of those things overlap, and that's what our support teams and our uh, IEP teams, uh, an IEP is an individualized education program. Once you are eligible in one of those disability categories, the guarantee is an individualized plan. And that's what we call that. That's that vehicle is the IEP. Um, so a lot of times um, we don't, we don't want to sound, um, adversarial. Um, obviously, we, we take into consideration, no one is saying that a medical doctor is incorrect or, or is wrong in any way, but we have to take that and build upon it and see if it's educationally relevant. We have a lot of people with dyslexia that, that walk among us that do not need specialized services. Autism spectrum. We have a lot of children who are diagnosed with autism that don't need any support in school, and that's wonderful and should be celebrated. They still have a medical disability. They don't necessarily have an educational disability, um, so that's one of those uh, one of those tricky things. Uh, speech and language. A lot of times, um, a parent will come to us and, and ask for a referral because their child is having problems. They might have a slurry s, or they might have a sloppy r, and it's not developmentally appropriate at that moment for them to have the s or the r. They can get outside speech therapy. They may not get it from the school system, but. It's also important that, that we share all that information and we have those conversations. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I really wrote down on my note was about the parent, the, the relationship with a parent and a guardian. Uh, a lot of times I get really well-meaning grandparents, um, grandparents who are not raising their children, because we do see that a lot uh, in this community, but um, that are not the legal guardian. Or, or I'll get a call from a sweet lady who goes to church with little Johnny, and um, that referral must come from the legal parent or guardian or from the school system. Not to say that we don't want a doctor to call us. Uh, child find is very important to us. We do want to um, have have an awareness and, and catch things early. Most speech and language issues, occupational therapy issues, uh, fine motor and gross motor skills, those with simple interventions, very often we can provide access easily. We we very often get into that, um, well, this is educationally relevant versus this is medically relevant, or or this is uh, something that you need to see your healthcare provider for and not something that the education system is going to, will support, but we won't necessarily identify you as having a disability. Interesting. Now, when you talked about the assessment specialists, are they the ones that work work with you in the school district to decide, you know, or help determine Absolutely. What they're is the, needed? They're the proverbial gatekeepers of special education, and and I I don't uh, I don't say that lightly. These are highly trained professionals in educational disabilities. Those are my school psychologists. Those are my speech language pathologists. That's an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, um, an audiologist. Um, those are people 
people that I count on. And and sometimes, you know, it's funny because we we have a wonderful partnership in Murray County with the Speech, Language, and Learning Center here. Mm-hmm. Um, they are wonderful. Yeah, and, I've had them on the show. Absolutely. They're great people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I can't say enough good things about them. Um, but, you know, when you talk to a speech-language pathologist who works for the Speech-Language Learning Center – and for Murray County Schools as a contracted person, you know, they have to walk that fine line because Absolutely, that clinic yeah. is, is, is really a medical model for services. And, and hooray and wonderful, and we love that. Um, I love talking to parents who have taken the initiative and, and, and really have the best of both worlds. So we're not uh, adversarial or against. It's that a lot of people just don't understand that, that there is an educational assessment specialist um, for autism, for orthopedic impairments, um, for other health impaired. We're going to take what your doctor says, we're going to build upon it, and we're going to build a plan that's educationally relevant. So that's not necessarily somebody on your team, but it could be a guidance counselor and it could be other people that help contribute to this. Um, Absolutely. This, when we do an evaluation, we do a full, you know, we, we look at, um, at all factors. Okay. Um, you know, it's not just academics. That, that a child becomes eligible for, it is access to everything that the school system has to offer. So it's access to the building, physical and um, and cognitive and academic okay. access. Right. So, so you could have a straight-A student that qualifies ahead. for special education. One thing I would like to say here as a regular, as a regular classroom teacher that uh, we need to get across to the parents is that because we have this full array of, of assessments and testing and stuff like that, getting a child under the IDEA is not a fast process. No. And if you have concerns, you need to be talking with your teacher. You need to be talking with your principal. You need to be talking with your guidance counselor and get the ball rolling and be an advocate for your kid, but also understand the school system has – handcuffs that they have to, I mean, you know, bottlenecks, handcuffs, what, however you want to, uh, what analogy you want to use for it. It is not a fast process. And if you, uh, well, that to me, that's one of the more frustrating things from a special or uh, from a regular teacher is, you know, we got a kid we know needs help. They need help now. And by the time we can get the referral done and we can get mom and dad on board and we can get the, 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 the administration on board and then we get you on board and all these other things, you know, we've, we've done two thirds of the year and it's too late for my class now, you know, and, and that's a frustrating thing. Okay. It is what it is. And mom and dad start as fast as you start seeing something wrong. Well, and, and, I think and, the- and that's, you know, something out of the ordinary, at least ask the worst they're going to tell you is, Hey, yeah, we know what you're talking about, but this is not, this is not an issue that falls under our, Absolutely, our area, and and I think the um, the evolution of education has been a, a beautiful thing in um, really helping that concern. We have um, we have multi tiered systems of support. You know, it used to be that special education was the only help in town. We're not help, folks. We are access to education. Um, I um, we are we are not helping. Um, we are providing necessary access accommodations and services. But we have what is called MTSS or RTI. Uh, Multi-tiered systems of support is kind of what we do. That is what the school system is obligated to do. Okay, hang on. MTSS, mm-hmm. I love acronyms, but I'd like yeah. to slow down and explain them a little. Absolutely. MTS again means what? Please. Okay, so MTSS is multi-tiered systems of support. And what that means to the layperson is, again, special ed is not the only game in town. If your child has a, a delay in, in reading, if they're not um, reading at uh, the exact grade level that they should be, we now have tiered interventions. Okay. We also have tiered interventions for behavior. We also have tiered interventions for social and emotional learning. So it really becomes incumbent on all of, of what public school has to offer, whether that is the school counselor, whether that is the reading teacher, whether that is the gen ed teacher, or, um, you know, um, the federal program's title uh, facilitator. All of those systems, and, and what we call that at a student level is RTI. What we're looking at is what is that child's response to that intervention? So um, some people just call it RTI. Some people call it MT, 
but really from the school system perspective, multi-tiered systems of support is what we are about. How the child responds to that intervention is response to intervention. And that has now become a really huge part of the referral process. And, and, and to speak to, um, you know, being proactive versus reactive, that allows us to be more proactive because we have actual data to show that child's response to the interventions of the gen ed team or of the 504 team or of the the school council or of the social emotional supports. All right. You said another acronym and I'd like to. Absolutely. Stop me because I speak in initials. Right. Acronyms (laughs) are part of our life, part of our world. RTI. Now I'm a little bit more familiar Mm -hmm. with this because we have schools that are recognized for their RTI model of demonstration school, like for instance, Highland Park Elementary School. They've been a gold level, which mm-hmm. is a huge accomplishment, and, and compliments to Kelly, uh, Kelly Myers and her team over there. They've done a great job, the counselors and stuff. Tell our listening audience, what does RTI exactly mean? Okay. So RTI, and, and there are two different – there are two different types of RTI. There's um, RTI squared, which is res- response to instruction and intervention. So it's RTII. So they call it RTI squared. Okay. So that is, like I was talking about, those multi-tiered systems of support. If your child is struggling, and it's probably struggling in one little skill. I mean, if, you are, if your son is struggling in phonemic awareness, we can pull that child out and give them those multi-tiered systems of support. Okay. And looking at the data, individualize that for that child. Um, whether it's phonemic awareness or fluency or vocabulary, you know, we're, we're able to assess, kind of diagnose, and then provide an intervention. So RTI squared is response to intervention or response to instruction and intervention. Okay. RTIB is the behavior side of that house. So RTIB is is response to intervention and behavior. That's more towards the alliance absolutely the, the and that's, award that Highland Park absolutely, Elementary School absolutely. Has we have several schools that have um, we have a partnership with um, Vanderbilt that comes in and helps us um, create fidelity checks, behavior intervention plans, social emotional learning plans um, for children who struggle with behavior. So it's a deeper dive. Before special education is even mentioned, before gotcha. disabilities are even mentioned. Because a lot of times, I mean, and especially with COVID, we are seeing children who just have gaps. And, and it's just a matter of jumping the gap. It's not a matter of this child is so far behind or um, it's they missed one integral skill. And we can, through multi-tiered systems of support, support that child and then watch their response. And if their response is quick, they're never going to be referred for special education. If their response time is lagging, then we are going to start what is called a support team and really look deeper at, okay, are these interventions working? Are they working quick enough? How much ground is this child losing? And then we might go to a 504, we might go to an IEP, we might, I mean, you know, that's that decision-making, problem-solving team. And circling back to one of the things we talked about in our first segment uh, was, you know, you keep saying interventionist, interventionist, we need help there. We need people. And and if you you don't necessarily have to be a teacher that stands in front of 25, 30 kids at a time, uh, you know, yes, we need them. But at the same time, these are people who work with one, two, three, no more than five at a time. Absolutely. We want our group small. And don't necessarily have to have that four-year degree in education, classroom management, it's just a a, a care for the kids, and can be, you can follow a set of instructions yes. that, that says, "Okay, this is how you help this kid," yes. and then then caring enough to implement those instructions and to communicate back to the teacher, "Hey, this is working, this isn't working." That's right, and, and we and we like are that. really so taking. If you can do time, that, if exactly. you can do that, we need you exactly. And those interventionists are trained in explicit programs, which are scripted programs. So um, not that they can't go off script every now and then, but they are scripted programs. So absolutely. I I believe on the job board, there are multiple 120-day interventionists. looking at the job board right now, and we have numerous positions titled with interventionist at numerous locations throughout the county. Because right now, if we don't have a person doing that, then the teacher has to do that. Correct. And therefore... You know, now there again. There's that person who is responsible for 25 and 30 yes. kids, you know, or, or a high school level, 15 to 25 kids in an elementary level. Uh, that that now has to do this individual response situation, and it's very, very 
difficult for a teacher to to, to ride both sides Absolutely. of that line. Absolutely. So if you can get somebody in that helps you, and that's where you're, those those uh, you know the educational assistants are you know massive helps in, and in doing that. Are these positions most of these interventions are these licensed? Uh, they are a combination. Most of the ones that are posted, the 120-day interventionist positions, yes, are okay. a licensed And position. those are positions that would be eligible for that great vote you just had? Absolutely not. Those are not my positions. Oh, those are okay. pre-special education. Okay. I'm so sorry. Those are pre they get Again, part of that long process that I was <laughs> yes. referring to okay, while ago. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and, yes. But I'm looking at the board right now, the Java's board, and there are special education teachers all over the country. County, those yes. would be eligible. Absolutely. All if right. it says special education, it will say special education teacher. It will say special education yeah. educational assistant. They are clearly marked. Yeah, the RTI yes. program is is like you said pre special ed. Correct. And uh, in, in fact, that's the, it's an effort to keep the kids out of special ed that don't particularly need special ed services, but they do need help. Absolutely. And, and so right. that's that's the goal of that RTI program. Right. This is great. Again, right, right back with my my astonishment with the the categories. We're you know I'm astonished by the RTI and the MTSS and all the things that you're able to do for the students in this district through your departments. It's it's quite impressive. Um, we want to take every kid and get them there. <laughs> absolutely, and, and it's about their education. And it's about um, so. Real quick, we got a couple minutes before mm-hmm. the break. Tell our listening audience a little bit about ELL. Alrighty, and, that's and my other does, great love. Yeah, what does E-L-L, ELL is for English language learners? Yeah, there you go. Um, and as our community becomes much more diverse, uh, this has become. Um, first of all, it's also I, I, it's I, I'm. I owe my whole life to the federal government. Uh, it is a federally mandated program. However, it's something that uh, as, as humanitarians, I think we all uh, agree on. Um, so these are children that come to us um, that either were born in a different country or they have a, a language other than English spoken in their home predominantly. Um, and that is, um, you know, it, it, it really it runs the gamut as far as we have a lot of, we have a, a, an Italian population, we have a Russian population, we have a Mandarin, Chinese, and Cantonese, um, which are two totally different Chinese languages. Um, and then, of course, we have a, a Guatemalan population, a Mexican population. Well, we're going to have to population. talk a little bit more about this ELL because I want to make us, make a, um, let you know that. We switched our communications platform from School Messenger to Remind. And, you know, good, bad, ugly, one of the great things about Remind, it automatically translates to over 100 different languages. So those messages you're getting from your principals and your your teachers, they can be given in English from the teacher or the principal, but received in the given language that you 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 are you understand. So I think that's really cool. Let's talk a little bit more about ELL when we come after the break. We are here with Lisa Ventura on the Big Yellow School Bus. We'll be back with a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is folks singer Michael Jonathan. I live in a log cabin with a big front porch. I like to pick my banjo on it. I have a syndicated live audience radio show called Wood Songs. We treat it like a multimedia front porch. It airs on WKRM Radio 103.7 FM, Friday afternoons at 4 and Saturday mornings at 7 and on WKOM 101.7 FM, Saturday evenings at 6. It's Front Porch Radio and the Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour. WKRM 103.7 FM, your home for great music. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast. We are here with Lisa Ventura, Director of Special Populations. I've asked Lisa if I could do a public service announcement, and she said, absolutely. So here is a PSA for Murray County Public Schools. We are having a contest in collaboration with the Murray County Health Department. Murray County Schools is holding a vaping PSA contest. We are asking student groups to submit a public service announcement video to bring awareness to the dangers of vaping and using vape products. The PSAs will be used to raise awareness of vaping and lung cancer. If you're a parent, guardian, student listening to the show this weekend on Monday, please talk to one of your teachers about this. Get involved. Let's get some good videos out there. I'm sure we'll be able to use a multitude of the videos, but we will have a winner. The winners will receive lunch. An entire group of winners will receive lunch. And the winning teacher and advisor, we're going to let them go to Puckett's and enjoy some dinner. So it's well worth it to get involved and, and let people know about the dangers of vaping and using vape products. Full details and rules are available in the MCPS News School and Community Newsletter, and it will be available at murrayk12.org under News What's New. All right. Thank you for letting me get that PSA in there, Lisa. Um, Lisa Ventura, we were talking before the break about ELL. I find this an interesting one because I have uh, I don't know any other languages besides English, and and I go to the gas station in the morning one time to get a bi- sausage biscuit because they have really delicious sausage biscuits, and all the guys in front of me are talking Spanish or some language that I don't understand. So it's very important that we have a diverse culture here. I talked about before the break how we went to Remind, which automatically translates what people are sending out. So tell us a little bit more about ELL. And then there's another one. That's English Language Learner. Then we have ESL. Yes. So uh, we have an English language learner populations. That's that population. That is what we call the students that come to us. Um, and, and the way they come to us, uh, obviously, um, compulsory education, they are required to uh, enroll in our, in our schools and want to. Um, in enrollment, they will do what is called a home language survey. That home language survey identifies to uh, the school system personnel what language is predominantly spoken in the home. And they're their uh, birth 
uh, country origin. We are not looking at that for anything other than whether that child needs to be screened through something we call the WIDA, which is a state test. We have a state assessment. And depending on the child's score on that WIDA, they will receive ELL services. Now, the person who provides that service is the ESL teacher or the English as a Second Language teacher. And why those are two separate uh, acronyms, you would have to ask the federal government. But ELL students... English language learning students are taught by English as a second language teachers. Instead um, of ELL yes. teachers. Okay, I get yes. it. English as a so, second language. So, um, you know, the federal government loves to throw acronyms at me. You know, I, everybody uh, loves we, acronyms. We all speak in, it's just the land of abbreviations. Um, but that that is how that works. Um, so once we receive the home language survey upon enrollment, my ESL teachers, along with the um, usually the school counselor, usually the attendance operator at the the school, will identify. Uh, we will assess, and if they score below proficient in in the English language, we have um, we offer them an hour of service a day to uh, support them. Now. Tennessee is a full immersion state. We do not offer translators. So bless their hearts, we have a lot of students who speak very little English that that have to learn very quickly how to maneuver one of our large schools. Um, They are not given translators. Uh, My English as a second language teachers, most of them do not know multiple languages. Some of them have picked up Mm-hmm. Um, as the, you know, as the, as they become veteran teachers or, or throughout their, their life and, and travel. Um, but, um, they, it is a full immersion state. So we are immersing every child in, um, in the English language. Mm-hmm. Um, it is language acquisition through content. Um, is our state law and our state promise. So basically what the ESL teacher does is take um, meaningful content, whether that is their uh, English language arts content or their science content, and really coming up with lessons that help that child build vocabulary and, and matriculate into our school system. And into our culture. Um, we do, uh, just as a plug, we do uh, several bilingual family nights each year. We'll have another one. We did not because of COVID. Um, we were not able to have one this fall semester, but we already have one planned for March. Okay, um, good. And, um, you know, we try to bring out all the community resources so that those families know um, how to access, um, whether it's um, social services, the hospital usually comes, um, but also uh, Columbia State. Um, you know, just community access. Um, you know, the, there's a ton of booths um, that that uh, vendors that come and set up booths. So um, last year we ended up with, or not last year, I'm sorry, last year we were unable to do it. The last time we were able to do it, uh, which was spring of 2020, right before we all closed down, um, we had over 480 families uh, come and join us. Wow. So it was wonderful. And that number, I'm sure, has increased. Absolutely. That's how many participated that night. Mm-hmm. Um, we sit about 7%. So we sit about mm, about 700 to 800 students okay. that we serve. Uh, you know, and you answered some valuable questions that I had, which was interpreters and stuff like that. So the idea of the ESL teacher is to actually help that student understand English and the assignments that are being given. Absolutely. And and really is a good liaison between general ed and that student and the family. Um, But that's why, you know, it's, it's mandated that apps like that do translate because we do want them to have access in a language that they understand parents, especially um, in a language that they understand um, so that they can participate meaningfully with their child's education. These apps you're referring to, they're getting so much smarter and so much better um, understanding everybody's dialect. Absolutely. So I'm able to learn things from people like if you're speaking to me in another language and I turn on my app, it's very good at translating. Absolutely. Yeah, a caveat that to, to that though, uh, and this is something we ran into, um, yes, those apps are great, but when it comes down to testing, things that are being measured, they are not allowed in the yeah. testing. So that uh, student yeah. is going to have to learn how to read. We don't translate any curriculum. Right. And so, yeah, you're great as far you're right. Those apps are great as far as communicating with people. But at the same time, here's where the ELL or the ESL teachers are so important because the kids are not allowed to use those apps. Wow. I've learned so much today. I need to have more educational shows like this where I'm actually learning and our listening audience is learning at the same time. (laughs) 
So with that in mind, um, we traditionally do shout outs, Lisa. And I, 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 pre, I warned you ahead of time that I would ask you to do this. So I think we're at the point in the show right now. We don't have a lot of time left, right, Coach? Right, about two and a half, three minutes. So what is your shout out for today, Lisa? Uh, my shout out is, uh, is I think it's pretty obvious. I, I just want to give a huge shout out to the Murray County School Board um, for uh, listening to my proposals, believing in me, and and understanding the heavy, heavy load that, that special education is carrying right now. So just a huge shout out to uh, those men and women, first of all, that serve in in such a huge capacity in our community and and who believe enough that uh, we need to recruit retain and have sustainability in what we're doing yeah it's it's so vitally important to have that uh, competition for getting those people in those positions you need and that signing bonus and the raises and everything it's a key part to it great shout out lisa coach mike do you have a shout out for oh today? yes uh you think i'm ever gonna pass that up probably but, not uh, <laughs> i look forward I, to your shout out but i i, I want to give a shout out to to our current educational assistants that are in on the boots on the ground right now working with our special ed and otherwise uh, as a general ed teacher, uh, a, a teacher's aide coming in, you know, from the special ed department, helping us with our inclusion situations, helping us with our special needs kids and stuff, they are a valuable, valuable right hand. And having a good one, you know, it, it's amazing the difference that things, how things go in the classroom. Uh, they also become that little liaison between you and your sub if you ever have to have one. That is, that, that assistant can say, "Hey, this is how we've done it before," and, and they can kind of be that buffer. Um, back to the recruiting purposes, if you are if you are bilingual or trilingual, people will be falling all over you in the education department <laughs> to to, to bring you in and stuff. But those those uh, men and women that that serve as assistants just. In, you, just invaluable. You know, we can't. We cannot pay you enough for what you do. That is a great shout out, and I'm going to echo that because I was heading down that line. My shout out is going to be to the people that help in assessing and making these opportunities available to the public schools. You know, the assessment specialists, the counselors, all these people. They play a valuable role in helping Lisa and her team be able to make these opportunities available. So my shout out is to every one of you out there that are doing such a great job helping and mentoring, taking care of the students here at Murray County Public Schools. We couldn't do it without you, and we really appreciate you. Lisa, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Coach, thanks for your additions to the show. Always appreciate it. Always glad to be here. And that's it, I believe, for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. We will be back next week with another great edition. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 a.m. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com.
for the love of Tennessee at dawn. For the love of the fight. For the love of having nowhere else you'd rather be. For the love of Tennessee. Travel safe. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs>